0: The team is proud to bring you WeFA waves, the sound waves of your career. And the F words, the taboo stops here. Let's tackle the tough issues together. Hi, my name is Lindsay Rainwater. I am the founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. We believe that storytelling has a magical way of connecting us all. We give a voice to tough topics and break down any fear of being alone. Weefa Waves is the podcast devoted to the sound waves of your career, giving voice to our global community. Please also enjoy our newest addition to our podcast family, F-Words. We highlight the taboo topics and feature words like fertility, finance, facelift, and fillers. We're going to break down any tough issues that we might face together. Enjoy today's episode of Weefa Waves and F-Words. Welcome to WEFA Waves, the podcast of WEFA. Um, Lindsay Rainwater here, and we have a special guest with us today. Miss Robin Duda is coming from Atlanta, and I'm also here with Morgan Hills-Adetoye, her first official podcast back after her maternity leave. And I want to tell you a little bit about Robin before we dive into the interview. Robin helps event leaders and their companies innovate and grow through future-focused strategy, workshops, and consulting. Robin is working to revolutionize live and virtual events and digital experience spaces. Independently, she has worked with a ton of world-renowned organizations. Ever heard of Coca-Cola or Spotify or IBM? Yeah. (laughs) She has, over the last 15 years, Um, held positions within every facet of the event world. And we are so excited to talk to her today about how she is reshaping stages all around the world. Robin, welcome to Wefa Waves. Oh, thank you. It's so great to be here. Yeah. Thanks for creating the space to have an important conversation at Wefa. We get called upon a lot for speaker referrals and so I'm so excited every time I have a conversation with an event organizer, I see it as a transformational opportunity to talk about way more than just booking a speaker. And so I feel like this is going to be an incredibly juicy conversation for us today. I love it. What we, you know, I don't think that,
1: and I think we align <laughs> I'm not sure everyone realizes how powerful a stage can be and how transformative um, to someone's life, let alone their career, let alone the rest of the world. So happy to be here.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's kick off with our first question, which is, so at WEFA, we believe that your big picture, how you see the world, your purpose really informs your daily actions. So what do you define as your purpose and how does that inform your daily actions?
1: Yeah, I, you know, it's funny, I I had a 16 year career in events, and I worked for publicly traded companies, you know, private equity firms, etc. And, you know, I always knew that there was a value system poking through, but it was kind of at odds, I think, to a lot of where I had worked. And I went off on my own about four years ago. Um, But it was really last June that I honed in on, like, what do I really actually care about? And um, how do I want? my views and my business that I have to, to affect, like I said, the stages is a really important um, place for voices to be heard. And I just, we sat down and that's when I created change the stage, but I also went through all of our values and missions for, you know, the, the business that I run as well. And it's making sure I have a voice on issues that I actually care about. It's being bold every single day in that and walking away. If that means walking away from business and partnerships that don't align um, you know, I got very comfortable with that and and spe- truly speaking my voice, which I had started to do probably only till I was in my early 30s. And I'm a little older than that. Uh, but and, and it was really then that I was like, oh, actually, people are listening. And the bolder and the more authentic I became, the more that resonated. And I just I never want to be in an environment that I can't do that in. So I, I think that that's you know, how my purpose now affects, like you said, my daily actions is that I want to be surrounded with good people, um, and do great work. Um, that actually means something that we can leave behind.
0: That's so juicy. Thanks for sharing (laughs) that and good on you for doing the, the not easy work. You know, I just, I
1: did the, it wasn't easy by any means. I think it's harder to do the work that doesn't align with your values because you're, I think that's a big source of anxiety that I had for a really long time. So I actually got really comfortable when I finally was like, this is the stake in the ground. This is the North star to which all decisions I'm going to make both in my life personally and in the business, my business and in this nonprofit and anything else I involve myself in. And if I don't feel like we're aligned, that's when I think the 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 bad feelings start to arise. And um, that's when I actually really started to feel good as a person.
2: Yeah so true right that authenticity brings ease and you don't realize that like wow once you step out of situations that you thought you know they could have been incredibly profitable and you felt like at the height of your career and like whatever that might be and then but there was like you found yourself all day like fighting down, you know, or something like that. And then you're like, whoa, that was actually not what I was made for. And so I appreciate you um, sharing that with us. Um, Kind of going off of that, what are a few career highlights that you have personally?
1: I mean, you know, I I was at a big publicly traded event organizer. And it's basically a conglomerate. There's, there are companies that own all of these huge trade shows and conferences. There's a handful of them that are multi-billion dollar publicly traded businesses. Most people don't realize that. And I was, you know, I was on the fast track to be an exec. I mean, the next step was executive team. I was running a really big initiative. And I just, that was, I think the start of the value. Um, alignment not being really there, and, but not really realizing why I felt the way I did. Um, so founding certainly, you know, RDC my company um, and consultancy for about four years ago, walking away from what I thought I was supposed to do, to do what I really felt in my gut was the right thing to do for me. Um, is by far the biggest accomplishment because it's not easy, especially during COVID being an event. It, it hasn't been an easy road. And, but that, um, those constant pivots um, and reinventing myself um, on my own has been, I just, it, it's obviously the number one highlight. Um, and then I think really a really close second is creating Change the Stage last year, um, putting a stake in the ground of something that in the industry we've talked about for so, so long, but there have been no actions against it. And I just, you know, you get to a point where it's like broken record And I just, I was ready to, ready to actually, I don't want to not call people out, but create some actions and, and, you know, uh, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. in a little bit, but some to benchmarking, it's actually using data that we have excessive amounts of Mm. for, for good, um, in the industry.
0: Mm. Okay. Let's get into the nitty gritties of change the stage, because I want to hear about like the deep particulars and the story behind it. Can you go into more detail for us?
1: Yeah, sure. I was living in, oh gosh, so COVID hit March uh, last year. And, you know, events obviously were, you know, and while I focused on growth strategy and strategy, I mean, things were just completely upside down. So I, I took some time and did a bunch of pro bono work, which is where I started to feel like, okay, I'm I'm helping people somehow because I'm a very lucky individual. Um, And then Oh, was it end of May, early June, I was living in Brooklyn at the time, I'm a new Atlanta transplant. And, you know, the protests were going off Black Lives Matter. And, you know, they were outside, I mean, a half a block from me um, in Brooklyn. Um, You know, I, I, participated as much as I can and felt comfortable and windows were open the night before global exhibitions day which is a you know a day in the event industry, and I could hear them chanting, you know going over the Brooklyn Bridge you see everything that's happening the world was upside down this was the, the, the peak of it. And I just, I saw no leadership in the event industry talking about our commitment to how important a stage is when the whole world was on a stage and and all of these, and how important voice was and how important words matter. And when you think about what we do in the event industry, we are elevating voices in every which way we do, whether it's a stage or a screen, it doesn't matter. The voices that we put out there are the voices that we say are who you need to hear. And if we don't take that seriously, Um, we're part of the systemic problems that exist by putting the same voices on the stages, by not bringing in new people that look different, that are different. Um, and not only is it good for the world and what we should already be doing, it's actually really good for business too. I mean, it's a growth strategy, new faces equal new audience members. And, and that's a, it's a growth strategy on top of it. So, you know, I put out a really ranty post, um, the night, the day after this was, I was on LinkedIn and I just, I started writing and I was so angry. It was like viscerally angry. And I vowed that I would change the stage however I can. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I promise that I'm going to do something to commit to this effort and, and hence change the stage was born. And it took months for me to figure out what it actually looked like. Um, and, and how that, you know, how we were, we had every iteration. Is this a membership? Is this a certification? Is this whatever? And we, we came to the conclusion because I have a an you know, amazing team that, you know, that work with with me and, and together on the initiative. We're like, it's a pledge, pledge to commit. I am not a DEI expert by any means. I'm a conduit to connect. And um, what we can provide, though, is benchmarking that which is not measured, doesn't get managed. And we can um, actually get the industry maybe to rally around asking the right questions, uh, benchmarking them so that everyone knows where we're at. Um, they can know where they're at against that, and where they need to go, and start to actually create realistic action plans. Mm-hmm. So it's a long winded. Sorry, I I can go on forever, but the story was out of passion of just hearing and seeing what was happening, and that you know we we were guilty of of some of the
0: you know inaction that was actually mm-hmm. happening. So. Yeah, that that silence is deafening, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. It was kind of bananas to me that. You know, no one knew how, what to say and how to tread around this topic um, that to me, I don't want to say is simple by any means, but, but kind of, I mean, this it, it isn't, it's not that hard to find new voices, but what we've discovered is that people, it actually is. Where do you source new talent, new speakers, new, new um, content? And, you know, that's part of, again, didn't think this was going to be part of our mission, but we're, we're aligning with partners who can provide that. And I think that that's amazing. And if we can just give what we know and share amongst the community, I don't want this, this isn't a me initiative. This is a community wide initiative. And we have some really active participants. And the goal is that we share because we're all working in a vacuum. And if we can democratize and open source these conversations, we can actually move a lot faster together.
2: Mm-hmm. I just, I really appreciate all of the, you know, change the stage and, and the initiative behind it, I think you know, it is something that needs to be shared more and the opportunity needs to be given more for people to be on stage and really share the amazing things because everyone has an incredible story, right? it's like a lot of it is storytelling and sharing expertise and, you know, I think in every industry, it's like always the same people on the stage. And it's just like, come on, we got to open this up a little bit. And just like you said, like, it's a growth strategy, people. We say that a lot at WIFA. It's like, if you don't want to listen to the ins and outs of like why it's important to advocate for women in the fitness industry, just understand that if you did, you'd probably make a lot more money. <laughs> like right. if you're, if that's what you hear Trust me, we can we can tell you the story of by opening up opportunities for people that are constantly the same is just only going to grow your business and your initiatives. So. Yeah, you know, it's creating that business
1: case, and sometimes that's what you have to do. It's really unfortunate, but sometimes you need the, the the data behind it to create the business case for people to actually adopt and 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 move it forward. And it's a pledge. You know, change the stage is a pledge. Anyone that touches an event can join. We have we have speakers through organizers, through vendors, virtual event platforms. You name it. Uh, folks who are involved who've taken the pledge and who come to our like community calls that we have. Um, who kind of are thinking about how do they influence their part of the world. And if we can get everybody thinking that way, pushing their organizations forward, I think that we can do, you know, we, I think we'll get there, but it's going to take time. This isn't an overnight change. This is a fundamental fabric of, of paying speakers fairly, paying them in general, let alone fairly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, amongst just, you know, having, Teams have enough time to focus on it and understanding what resources are available to them. I think there's a lot that needs to happen. So.
2: Mm-hmm. And just a little backstory of how Robin came to how we kind of found each other is I was doing some research on because at WIFA, um, we do a lot of different things of getting different faces on panels and speaking and also helping women. Um, with our speakers academy, like be better speakers virtually in person. And so I was looking for other companies or other people that are doing similar things. And that's when change the stage came across uh, my desktop. And so, uh, WIFA has taken the pledge for change the stage because I think, that you, you know, your initiatives are really important. And it's something that we are doing as well inside of our own organization and pushing the fitness industry to jump on board by paying speakers you know wefa even as a nonprofit with the you know little financial resources we do have we're you know making it priority that if you are representing wefa especially you're going to be paid to speak and we will make sure that happens even if event organizers aren't doing it and you know so, like definitely some are and so I don't want to take anything away from any uh, any other but And not enough that's for sure and so you know when you start looking at like who's getting paid and who's not it's very interesting so I think um speaking of benchmarking and such what tell us a little bit more about what those benchmarks are that you guys are sourcing and um kind of the story behind that
1: yeah we're focused on speaker diversity right now um you know when we look at diversity it's you know all fronts it's gender ethnicity race Accessibility, you know, I'd love to say sexual orientation. I think that we have to figure out how we measure that and, and how that affects things. And we're, we're working through what the benchmarking, um, you know, model really looks like now. Um, but really, we believe that if your speaker lineup and your stage or screen is diverse, it then generates a more diverse audience, um, more diverse sponsors, et cetera. So, you know, we're really focused acutely on, on the speaker diversity because we think that that is part of a driver that will lead to diversity in other areas. Um, so, so, yeah, that's where we're, we're looking to in the next, you know, we're, we're partnering with organizations who are going to be able to help us create the benchmark and actually collect the data um, in the industry. And, and hopefully the beginning of next year, it would be amazing to start to have those things added to events. And I think it's as simple as here's the industry standard for DEI questions. Um, if you'd like to add it, you'd be at your data is anonymously going to go into a benchmark and you then will get the results and you can see where you're at. And this is, you know, it's for your own knowledge, but I think it's time to have honest conversations about what it looks like. Not just, we're going to make sure there's a woman on a panel or there's you know, someone of color, you know, uh, scattered throughout. I think it's, it's a little bit, you know, bigger
0: conversation than that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <so>. Much bigger. <laughs> it's awesome. like Let's take some steps and. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Are there in your own launching of the organization or just currently, do you have any organizations that you think are doing a good job of ensuring inclusivity in their business? Well, you know, I don't want to say business. I think that they're they're working through
1: it. Um, but when I talk about events, because we're focused on what their events and their stages look like, I, I do know, you know, our last call that we had um, Tracy Davies from money to the president of money 2020, which is a really large fintech um, event that's out there. I mean, they have they have had women's programs for years and they have morphed those recently into, you know, more you know diversity programs to get more. Uh, folks, it, you know, on their stages, in their screens, and, and in their portfolio. Um, so I think that they do a really great job, and she talks pretty honestly about what those challenges looked like, and, and that wasn't an easy fix, um, but that it's worth it, um, because it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, also to note, you know, I think, um, and event, I mean, we're vendor agnostic of course, but we do have a, you know, a new partner swap card who, um, you know, I kind of noticed they did their own event evolve and it was extremely diverse in the event industry. And, and as somebody who gets a lot of the, um, LinkedIn notifications and, you know, I'm cookied on like every event that goes on for event professionals in the event industry. I think they did a phenomenal job of having a really diverse lineup, um, and they're committed, um, I think, completely to making sure as a platform that their customers understand the importance of, of um, diversity and inclusion on the stages that they're using their platform for, which I think is pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, to start to educate from, from that angle
0: as well. Mm. Robin, you just said something, vendor agnostic. Would you be willing to say a little bit more about what you mean? I'm curious, personally. Yeah, you know,
1: it's changed the stage. We are friends to everyone in the industry. So while we may have a partner that's a virtual event platform, that doesn't mean that they are ex- exclusive. Um, it means that we're a friend and we think that um, every vendor, you know, every virtual platform can and should take advantage of that. So we don't support one or the other.
0: We are a friend to all of them. So, okay, cool. I thought for the audience, I was like, let's expand on that for just a minute. That's a though- main too. I should probably, And I, you know, it's a, uh, it's that we are, we are friends of everyone in the industry. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, there's a, the underbelly to that. And what I was thinking about when you said that was, one of the challenges WEFA has, or I wouldn't say it is a challenge, it's a very, it's something we're very conscious of is when we partner with organizations, do they have a shared value set that we can align with? Yeah. And so when you are in a position of teaching and mentoring and working with someone that might be new to a certain level of work, what's the expectation of what they're coming in with? Yeah. Right. Um, and how you, and so my brain went there when you said that. And so I just was curious what your correlation there was. Cause as a nonprofit, wefa is incredibly conscious of, okay, if we're going to take a donation or if we're going to align, where are you at on this growth scale? Um, which is an interesting paradigm, right. Of educating. And then also who are you going to collaborate with?
1: Yeah. But also sustaining your organization too. Yeah. Um, You know, right now we're, you know, again, when we mention you know, I personally mention an event, it's because I think they did a great job yeah, uh, and that they're willing to, they may not be there yet when it comes to where they, where they should be, or they want to go, but it's that they're committed to it. And I think that I am applauding anyone who is publicly committing to this and willing to Mm. put themselves out there in this nature.
0: And to me, that's a really great job right now because a lot of companies aren't doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind if we go off script for just a second and I ask you a question about speakers in particular? So there's the, there's the event organizer, right? And then there's the speaker component. And I, I, Mm -hmm. you mean speaker bureau, like a speaker's bureau or you just, well, as a speaker. So if you are a speaker that is looking for diverse stages, right? So you are looking to be a part of, so you want to be on stage and you're part of a, you're invited to be on a panel and you recognize that it's not a diverse panel and you want to be part of change, but you recognize that if you participate in that change, you might be part of perpetuating the problem. If you're not, if you a woman of color, let's say. Yes. Can you share, do you have an opinion on this? I do. I, do.
1: Okay. Um, I think that I am faced with, and this is a very honest, authentic um, yeah. response. I think that I am, I am, I feel this feeling every time I get asked to speak uh-huh. somewhere. And I think there's a, a fine line between accepting and making sure you're evangelizing a mission or at least a value. Um, and of course, there are opportunities when you have to, for your own business, um, share your voice. But I do think there are opportunities where maybe instead of passing the mic to someone else, you can also share the microphone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a new concept that speakers can use to, um, or utilize, um, to mm-hmm. start to combat some of these issues. Yeah. And it, if you have someone that you can bring along with you or, or say, you know what, I don't feel comfortable doing this, but I have this really great other person who mm-hmm. might be able to speak. I think the more that we can share and pass our microphones as folks who do have the mic a lot, um, mm-hmm. the more good we can do there as speakers. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that that's a it's a tough ask. And I'm not saying that that needs to be done every time, but I think where appropriate, it's really, it would be really amazing to have, you know, two speakers. um, And one, maybe that has,
0: you know, has a different voice than Mm -hmm. than everybody else on the panel. So I appreciate you saying that. Sorry to throw you a curveball. I just was like, it all comes together. It all fits. Well, yeah. I mean, we did this, you know, not to, this isn't me too, but I just, I'm trying to
1: practice what we're preaching as well. Mm -hmm. So for the change of stage meetings, like, Again, I don't want this. This isn't the Robin Duda show. Oh, this is a community. So yeah. we're making sure that there are guest hosts on all yeah. of our community calls. Um, that, oh, so we're, I'm passing my microphone. Mm-hmm. You know, I do some housekeeping and then we pass the mic and somebody else leads at yep. the intent. Um, because then you know, what happens is, and I'm seeing it from the last one we did, I passed my mic and there are all of these relationships now forming with the person that was passed the mic too. So people in this community now, because she, she had a voice mm-hmm. um, and people heard her, she's making new connections and that could, you have no idea the power of the power of, of connection. That's why I love what I do. Um, you have no idea who you're going to meet and how they're going to affect your life. And the more you can, your voice is out there, the more opportunity for that there yeah. is. I, I Absolutely.
0: Can't. yeah. Right. Well, cause it's the event organizers and it's also the, the folks that keep getting asked to speak their capacity to internalize that feedback of, I keep getting asked to speak and there isn't more diversity here. How could I be that change? Yeah. If the event organizer isn't taking it on, could I be the person that brings this to the stage? And so I appreciate you elaborating on that. And um, it's it's a really big deal.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's something I always like, you know, it's something that at WIFA, we've truly since 2017 tried to really instill in our values of, okay, you know, at first people were saying we really need to get these like really famous fitness professionals on our WIFA panels so that you know more people can hear about WIFA. and it's like yes and i would love to give someone the opportunity who really hasn't spoken before to be on our panel because guess what they get to Now say they've been on a panel led by, you know, the association and, and Lindsay did that in 2019, where she shared the stage at a conference at a fitness conference, um, with a fellow WIFA member who it was her first time speaking on a, you know, public speaking, especially in front of a large group of people. And it was just, it's such a cool experience to see. And what we are always trying to say is just because you are sharing, you know, your platform, it's not taking away from you or your success. It's only, you know, creating more because the more people you can, like we're saying, the, the bigger the audience is going to be, the more people that you can share, you know, that platform with. So I just, I love to hear, um, that y'all are doing that as well. Um, there's enough opportunity to go around. Like, I, yeah. and
1: I, I, I just, the, it's scarcity to abundance mentality, <laughs> you know, and I, we're not going to get into that, but I think it's, you know, there are plenty of opportunities for everyone. So sharing isn't going to be the, it's not gonna be the last time you get asked to speak. I think when appropriate, if you can share, I think sharing is amazing. Yeah. or passing.
2: Yeah. Right yes which we're seeing like really big brands doing the you know um share the mic stuff and it's really fun to watch but um moving on we've talked about this a little bit before but you know we mentioned wef is really pushing the fitness industry to get more women on stage more all women not just you know certain women or certain type of woman and also trying to change you know to make sure that they are being paid and it's not a hey, well, we're providing you the space to speak. So that's an exchange for your honorarium. We're like, no, that's not happening. (laughs) So what are some things that change the stages working on to see like more women specifically on stage and getting paid?
1: Yeah, we're we're trying to partner with and uncover as many organizations that are putting that are dedicated to new voices um, that the excuse we hear or the rationale we hear as to why a stage might not be diverse is like we don't we looked it's just really hard to find people we the industry itself isn't diverse so it's not our our fault and like i you know I, i i get that i probably used that excuse years ago myself in some way shape or form um but there are businesses that are and companies that are started badassery is is one i think they're amazing they are dedicated to finding diverse new talent um, and making sure they get paid and it'd be very visible how they get paid, how much um, and the transaction is actually, you know, in real time via a credit card on their site. So like you can book, see schedules, book them in real time, watch videos on them. I think what they're doing is, is pretty, it's really fantastic. Um, Innovation women is another one. They are, uh, very gender specific, um, you know, on, on, on women, um, more or less in the tech industry. But, you know, they are, you know, using gender avengers and, and different tools to be able to measure what their closed conferences look like, because there was a day when tech conferences and, and still are, were were really male centric and, and still tend to be very male centric on their stages. And of course, organizations like you all, um, making, sure that, making sure that the organizers and the folks who are actually on the you know, front lines of creating the content um, for some of the events, conferences and trade shows alike out there that they have resources where, okay, like make sure that you've looked at these different places um, before you book all of your talent up. Um, so I, I think that that's, that's part of it. Um, like we mentioned, sharing the mic with other folks is, is a big you know, way for women to get other women or people or maybe males to get women on stages if they want to of course holding people accountable with the pledge, we want as many organizers to to you know to do that, but also like we said, um, you know, anyone can be involved. And then, you know, I think there's a, a bit of educating, um, you know, on what diversity, equity, and inclusion really is in the business case that it is good for business. Um and that, you know, there's just, there's a ton of indirect stats. There are non-directly in events that say that this will lead to positive growth. This will lead to bigger audiences, et cetera, but um, there's tangential information that we're trying to put out there. So um, I think those ways are, are, are really what
0: we're focused on um, mm. right now. Mm. Such solid advice. Thank yeah. you for that. And it's the feedback I get is like, well, I don't know. As, you yeah. know, I don't know anyone. And it's like, well, try. <laughs> Start and, and, like you. <laughs> the
1: more we can find out about organizations that are doing this work well, all we can do is pass along this information and make That's sure right. that you know I've always said before this it was like I think it was I don't know, it was my father or somebody it was like give them no reason to say no might have been a boss actually give them no reason to say no when you're trying to sell something when you're trying to pitch yourself give leave no holes so that they have their only answer could be like well I guess like yeah like yeah. I have to. So I think if we can give people no reason to say, no, I can't find someone, here are our resources, here are our tools, here are ways, um, here are documents, here's all the different things you can do. We're giving people no excuse anymore to, to yeah. say, no. But, yeah. but I can't force them to want to do it. Um, that's not what we're trying to do. We're just trying to get mm-hmm. people who are really committed to this internally at organizations resources um, and or business cases to get their organizations aligned.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, is there anything that you're working on or something that you want our audience to know about that you can share? Um, You know, we always
1: want more participation, you know, from uh, signing the pledge at changethestage.com. I think that's the biggest ask right now. Um, But of course, you know, other resources that, you know, things that we talked about, you know, anywhere else where there might be, um, you know, folks elevating underrepresented voices, happy to pass that along, be a part of the community, um, you know, and try and be conscious. I I think, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the the mission of change the stage is just awareness is the first step before we can actually create change. So Mm -hmm. uh, the more folks that are signed up for the pledge and get our, um, you know, our information, um, the better right now.
0: Absolutely. Well, Robin, let's do a couple of fun, rapid fire questions and get to know you on a little bit more personal level. And then we'll tell everybody where they can find you on the internets. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay. So let's start with something that um, is, you know, as, as, as women, I I think we all love like a good beauty hack or a solid, like favorite lip gloss color. Like what is your favorite current beauty hack that you are taking a, you indulge in beauty hack. Oh God. Well, um, my favorite
1: product that I, I honestly don't think I could live without is, um, P50. I don't know if you're familiar. It's Uh a, it's a a biology share. I think I'll have to send the link, um, a facialist in Philadelphia when I was there for a bit of time, I've been using it for six years and it is like magic toner for my face. Um, I swear by it, honestly. Wow, um, I could not wear makeup. Like, I don't even have any makeup on. I'm not that I look phenomenal in this video, but like I just it um, it brightens. It's just it's amazing. So it's P what P P it's P fifty P fifty is the solution that they sell, and it's a toner. Um, okay, all kind of magical things in it, and I just I can't live without it. Honestly,
2: Google it. Yeah. Google it. Okay. In- in that shopping cart now add to cart add to cart <laughs> um is there like some people are show people some people really love to read instead so is there a certain show that you're binging right now or is there a book that you're just loving right now
1: i admittedly am not a big reader which makes i am a huge audiobook gal though so i, I run so when i run i listen to my audiobooks and i go on binges for shows like i will be a sloth for an entire day and watch a whole series but maybe not turn on my tv for like three weeks so um podcast wise you know audiobook and podcast uh how i built this guy raz is, is one of my favorite nprs um uh snacks podcast um which is robin hood i love 15 minute snacks it's all about companies that you might want to invest in. So I think that that's really, uh, and they're very funny and, and witty. Um, I'm listening to Obama's book right now, Promised Land, which is, uh, it's a very long. I was about, <laughs> about to say, it's long. <laughs> it's really, really long. Uh, uh, my trick is that I listen to my audio books on 1.5 speed. Um, so you get through them faster.
0: Yeah, um, Obama's voice works at that speed too. Cause I'm yeah. listening to it right now and it's like, whoa, yeah. this is going to take a while. Yeah, but it's engaging it's a good car
1: I put it on when I'm
0: like oh, you know, on a road
1: trip kind of like I've, I've been doing that and yep. show wise I am just starting Yellowstone um and pretty uh, into it and I just finished Mayor of Easttown which I don't know if you've watched but I highly uh, recommend it's like a short mini series with Kate Winslet and it's phenomenal Mayor,
0: really of, East-town. Mayor of Easttown
1: um watch HBO Max she's an HBO, uh,
2: HBO I just have to put this out there. Hack on HBO. Max. Just
0: started it two nights ago. Can't stay good. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. very good.
2: It's yes. one season. Hack. Yeah. You're yeah. starting Yellowstone at the perfect time. Cause you're going to like finish right when the new season starts. And you're just gonna, like, pick it right
1: up. like yeah. I'm just in gratification. I don't want to wait for shows like Ted Lasso coming out. And it being like one episode at a time is like killing.
0: Rude. Me. I Rude. Need Rude.
2: Just fly, yeah. fly through.
0: Well, the HBO Max did that. And I was like, come
2: on, we can't do that anymore. You've trained us to be able I to have know, a whole no. season. Oh, so wait a whole
0: week? Rude.
2: I feel like Orange is the New Black. Netflix was the first people that did that, was just released, uh, as- yeah. which was oh, yeah. the New Black the first time. And now it's ruined everyone. <laughs> I thought it was House of Cards that debuted House that. of Cards. Oh. I, mean, I remember
1: binging it during the yeah. storm Valentine's weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is life-changing. And actually, at that oh, moment, yeah. I was like, events are going to change forever. Like this, this Instagram, like, oh, we're going to wait a whole year for you to tell me. Like, I just like, this is, yeah. is going to start disruption. Right. And it, and it, oh it.
0: yeah. Now trying to explain a VHS tape and like what it looked like to record TGIF on if you had plans on a Friday night. Yeah. So not relevant to anyone under the age of 35. They're like, huh, what yeah. are you talking about? I'm like, oh no, if I wanted to watch Full House on a Saturday yeah. and I had to go somewhere on a Friday night, I had to tape it. Okay. Yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> Y'all pushing your buttons, getting your <laughs> so fast. Okay, one more fun question. Yeah. One more fun question. What is your daily ritual that keeps you grounded? Oh, I do a gratitude journal every morning. Ooh, do a you find a journal,
1: journal. journal? Um, big fan, I don't know, somebody, some I about a year and a half ago I started with it and yeah. it's easy. I don't have more than five minutes of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, attention span, but, um, it's like what, you know, I have my mantra. I, mm-hmm. I attract, I do not chase, um, when I, <laughs> that, which is meant for me, will find me
0: mm-hmm. write it,
1: remember it. And then, you know, three things that you're really looking for, things that you're grateful for, three things that you're really looking forward to for the day. And then you end the day with kind of a recap and, um, yeah.
0: I love it. Do you use the app or do you use the handwritten journal? I'm a
1: handwrite gal when it comes to, uh, when, if I write it, it com- commits to memory. So yeah. Yeah. It means more somehow. I, I absorb it a little bit better.
0: So. I ask because I'm on your five with five minute journal. So, oh, wow. and I ask because I, I've been using the app since I started oh, using it? it more on the app or that like you're
2: um, easier to
0: maintain. I've never bought the journal. I downloaded the app five oh, years wow. ago and I've been using that app every day for five years. Oh yeah. I'm like, I've been writing, so I should yeah. try I have to actually look at the app. Maybe with, with, with me and I'm
1: walking, my dog
0: might be uh, more to like record at the end of the day, but here's my plug for the app is it shows you like on this day, four years ago, what you were grateful for. Oh, and there's a, and there's a place to add a picture. So my guilty pleasure affiliated with that app is I get to see pictures when I was pregnant with my first son, pictures of running milestones from a year ago. Cause I, last year I trained for a half marathon and did it in December. So it's, I really love the gratification of like, I wonder what picture they're going to serve up today. And so that, that, that combined with there's the quote every day is like a shareable Instagram. And so it kind of kills two birds with one stone for me because I can do my morning check-in and have content to share.
1: Wow! Oh, cause I just take a picture of the quote sometimes. So yeah. I will, I'm going to check yeah. out. Yeah. I love that. It yeah. recalls old memories. Yeah. I think very special. It's pretty
0: rad. Now I'm like addicted. I'm like, Oh, I can't miss because then I'm not going to know in a couple of years what I did right now. So I have to take all these pictures of my kids, five minute journal. If you're listening, we need sponsors. Like we we clearly love your product. Just
2: plug, plug, plug,
0: plug, refer it all the time, but it is a magical journal. It's so, it's such a great life hack.
1: It's so easy to, it's, it's high impact for
0: low effort. And I love things like that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Well, we will wrap up. What's
1: our ritual. Oh yeah.
0: What's your morning ritual, Morgan? What do you do?
2: Well, I have a four month old son. So right now I snuggle with him every morning. I'm like, I I don't know who I am anymore. right now, But I do know that I get like an hour to two hours of snuggle time in the morning. And right now that's giving me life. So that's where I'm at.
0: Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yes. That's meditation all in itself. Hey, but if you use the app and you take pictures of it, then you can remember it. Right. So maybe don't even write anything down. Just take sure. a picture every day and do yeah. a video picture log.
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, Robin, tell the WIFA audience how they can get in touch with you, stay in touch with you, and maybe something that you'd like to share with them in closing.
2: Sure.
1: Um, you know, me personally, um, it's, uh, Instagram is at the Duda Diaries, D- the UDA Diaries. Um, for me personally, LinkedIn, you could, you know, R-O-B-Y-N-D-U-D-A. Um, change the Stages, you know, changestage.com um for more information there. And there is a change underscore the underscore stage Instagram as well. Um, but I would say I'm most active on those two platforms. Very cool. Well, and you
0: said one thing. Yeah, anything you want to share, you know, if you want to share something that you're excited about that's coming up or something that our audience can engage in with you.
1: I just, I guess it's just, a. Uh, when we talk about values, I, I just, you know, I not to be preachy. I just think it was like transformative and it was life-changing to me to really understand like what I care about yeah. and what really matters to me. And then aligning everything I do and not just, you know, working for a paycheck, working for something a little bit bigger. And mm-hmm. it just, it changed my whole life. So if you have the opportunity to take some space to really do that, I highly recommend
0: it. Magical. Well, Robin, thank you for your time today. Thank Thank you for
1: having me. Lovely chatting with you all.
0: Yes. Bye for now.
2: Bye.
0: Start at the beginning. Start with you. We lead leadership through elevation, awareness, and discovery in a nutshell. It's 13 weeks. Plus you a partner and a community going on an intensely supported personal deep dive into who we are, why we're here, and how we are going to make the biggest
2: impact possible. Sound big? It's a completely transformational program that we recommend for everyone, no matter the
0: age, experience, or background. Join us for the next edition of the WeFA Lead Program.